0: Made the people who make Burning Man happen around the world. The dreamers and doers, the artists, freaks, and fools. Burning Man Live.
1: Hello, and welcome to Burning Man Live. I'm DJ Toyle, and I've been working for Burning Man Project for almost 13 years now, and volunteering even longer doing a wild variety of things in my roles, including helping make this podcast happen. This episode is not interviews of kids. It's mainly interviews by kids, and kids telling us what's on their minds. These kids have been participating in Black Rock City for pretty much every year of their lives. I started bringing my kid to Black Rock City back in 1995, and she's come back every year since, except two. She did have to start college. Now she's a manager on staff and her partner is too. They bring their kid to BRC. He's six now and his playa name is Teapot. In this episode, you'll hear him share his stories with me and some radio DJs at BMIR, Burning Man Information Radio. You'll also hear team brothers Atticus and Colby take turns interviewing a few adults who've been burning for decades as part of our Department of Public Works, the DPW. Coyote is the city superintendent of BRC, a co-founder of DPW, and the author of the book Built to Burn, Tales of the Desert Carnies of Burning Man. Melissa Waters is Burning Man Project's office administrator for California-based operations. She's also a wellness educator and a co-founding manager of the DPW. For full disclosure, these twin brothers, Atticus and Colby, are the sons of Coyote and Mel, but hey... Who better to interview about having family at BRC? We also hear from Stabby, a.k.a. Abby Eamon, a longtime DPW manager, and from Tamsin, a DPW volunteer and creative ceramics artist. The episode rounds up with a couple of fun clips from young kids talking on air at the Playa's main radio station, BMIR. Let's start the show with Colby interviewing his dad, Coyote.
2: Okay. What's your name? Uh, my name is Tony Perez, Bonue, and I'm known as Coyote out here in the desert. Sick. What's your job out here? I'm the city superintendent for the Department of Public Works, and my job is to make the infrastructure of the city happen. Essentially, I'm building the clock, the city grid, and all the amenities that create the city itself. Essentially, I see it as a trellis upon which the plants of the community grow through. Cool answer. (laughs) How long do you stay out here? Well, I usually show up around July, mid-July, where we set up offices in Gerlach. This year, we hit the playa on July 28th and set the gold spike. And I spent about a week camping out on the playa with my survey crew. Under the stars, we work at dawn and dusk and spend the heat of the day in Gerlach while the rest of the crew prepares in Gerlach and works at the ranch. And then about six days later, we come out and set up the fence. Once the fence goes up, full production starts and heads us into the event. And after the event, it takes me about two more weeks till the fence comes down. This year, for the first time, I will not be staying for Playa Restoration. I'll be going back to San Francisco to help you guys because you're in high school now. DA, who is the captain of the Resto team, has got full control. So I'll be back in San Francisco probably mid-September. Okay. And that's after you finish like cleaning up the city and getting everything out of here? Well, yeah. Once the fence comes down that means no structures are allowed to be left on the playa. All the camps need to be gone. We have to have everything of any structure off the playa. It takes us about two weeks to do all that. It's a big scramble, a huge heavy lift, but we got it down. Everything that we built has to be unbuilt. And essentially the last screw that we put in will be the first screw that we take out because Black Rock City, make no mistake, is a temporary city and in many ways The logistics look like a traveling circus. It is a city on wheels that packs into containers and gets stored at our facility about 30 miles north of here at our work ranch. It's a pretty incredible feat, actually, to watch it happen, to watch the city just completely disassemble and go away. Then the final two weeks of Playa Restoration, we go from camp to camp and line sweep it to make sure that we actually do leave no trace. Okay. What brings you back to Black Rock City every year? Yeah, a lot of people ask me that one because I'm in my 27th year. They ask me if I'm jaded by now. why, Why would I put up with the dust year after year? And quite simply, I love building Black Rock City. For me, it's the coolest thing I'll ever do besides raising you guys. Black Rock City is an amazing place. It's a little bit different each year. We build an entire city from scratch each year, or so we have the advantage of improving upon it and learning from our failures and challenges. We don't have to live with the mistakes we learn from, and so the city is ever improving, and there's a builder's pride of stepping back and knowing that you accomplished a pretty amazing thing. It's a two-and-a-half-mile-wide clock that's etched into a blank canvas, and that To me, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm not going to top that one. I have the honors, the honors of doing that. Besides that, it's the people, the people I work with, really forward, bright people, a lot of real clever people, a lot of good senses of humor out here, a lot of very strong personalities. There's a strong um, women side to this that really balances our workforce. Uh, I love working in that type of environment. Every year, there's a lot of new people that come in, sort of like a tide pool. And just to watch the experience through their eyes reminds us all how special a thing it is that we do out here. So that's what brings me back. It's the people and the love Black Rock City itself. The place is hilarious. <laughs> you should have seen it last just this last Tuesday. It was the triumphant return. The place was going off. And we enabled that to happen. That's a real honor.
3: Yeah, I did see that in the gold spike. It was exciting. <laughs> How has having kids changed your Burning Man
2: experience overall? Well, it's been 14 years. <laughs> Let's see. You, you guys came along in 2008, and I had been going to Burning Man since 1996, so it was a quite a change of lifestyle to suddenly be a father. Out in Black Rock City. It is a game changer, make no mistake, but not necessarily a negative one, just a different one. There are a lot of people who really frowned on the idea that we would bring our babies and our toddlers out to Black Rock City at all. They think it's a pretty harsh environment, which it is, but it, it's doable. You just have to know what you're doing. It's just you got to be a good camper. And you guys turned out all right. <laughs> I think my wife and I really wanted to set an example that being a family in Black Rock City can be equally as fun and fulfilling as not having a family out here. There's a lot of people who perceive Black Rock City to be an adult city, but it is not. It is a community, and communities have families. Families do thrive out here, and there's a lot of fun things for kids to do along with their parents. In that respect, it is like the dream that Walt Disney had. He wanted to have a place where the adults and the children could play together and have fun together. And Black Rock City shares that. Of course, it's not exactly Disneyland out here, but it has that feel. Happiest place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, definitely challenging times where, you know, we, when you have a two twin babies in the camp, it's definitely going to change your daily schedules but we're still in Black Rock City and we're still part of it and still participating in it. You just adjust to it. In the end it's very fulfilling and now we have the two of you guys here interviewing me. Okay, cool. What do you think is the best part about Burning Man, either working for it or just being here in the event? I like working. I think that this city is a city of endeavors. If you look around especially Build Week. My favorite part is Build Week, Survey and Build Week. Of course, the event itself is mind-blowing. It's incredible what these people bring, the cheer and openness that they bring. But the building is a satisfying park where everybody's building stuff and their dreams are coming together. It's not a city for the lazy. I mean, there definitely are people that come out and just show up for a couple of days, and they have the campus catering to them, they don't really have to do a thing, but at least they did come out and get into the same dust storm as everyone else. The dust storms and the environment and the harshness of the place is the equalizer. It doesn't matter if you're a zillionaire that's flying sushi in a, every day or you're living out of your truck or in a tent. You're still in the same environment you're still facing the same challenges. My favorite part is to watch everybody have to deal with it. And find strengths that they never thought they had as they try and adjust to new challenges. Not everybody can do it. It's a harsh place. Some some people pan out. Some people can't stay out here. And that's fine. That's the part of the experience that I really value. Interesting. Well, um, that's all the questions I
3: have for now. But, you yeah, know, well, that's... What if I had some questions for you? <laughs> uh,
2: hmm. well, let's see. You've been coming out to Burning Man ever since you, before your memories. What are some of the standouts that you have, some experiences that blew your mind? (laughs) Well, this year
3: has been pretty cool so far. For me, I really like the Man Burn every year because it's like fire right there and the explosions and stuff. That's cool. Also, art cars are cool because everybody has their own personal art that you get to look at and admire. And it has flamethrowers, so it's cool. (laughs) Did
2: you happen to see the drone show this year? Yeah, I did see that. I find it kind of spooky and a little frightening, (laughs) but pretty awesome. Okay, that is the interview
4: I'm Atticus Perez-Waters. I'm going to be interviewing Tamsin from Burning Man. Hi, Tamsin. So my first question is, what inspired you to first go to Burning Man?
5: I heard about it a long, long time before I actually made it over here. Obviously, coming from Britain was a bit more of a journey than if I was American. It took until 2008 for me to get here when I met some uh, burners in London who come with a big theme camp here and i came with them
4: all right what do you think is the most memorable moment that you've had at burning
5: man <laughs> oh crikey most memorable moment when i worked with the iron monkeys what year was the big spaceship where well, the man base was a big spaceship maybe 12 maybe 13 or 14 And I worked with the Iron Monkeys doing the perimeter inside the inner circle. So that was pretty cool. They made the perimeter a lot bigger that year. They didn't know which way the man base was going to fall or how it was going to burn. Because if you remember, it was like elevated and it was a bit unpredictable. And that was quite cool.
4: What year do you think had the best man base? I think that was the best one. This big spaceship.
5: Oh, really? What was your favorite man base?
4: I don't usually, like, pay that much attention to the man base. I always go look at other art, and I only really go to the man base when it's burning.
5: Yeah, right, I haven't been yet this year, but I want to go tonight before they close it.
4: Yeah, there's a bunch <laughs> of crazy art.
5: What's your favourite art this year?
4: It would have to be the little trees. All of those little trees around the edge.
5: The spindly ones. Yeah. yeah.
4: Those nice. ones are really cool, like the ones you can go inside and then you could like, walk
5: around. Oh, that is the paradisium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Have yeah. you seen the big beast with the little child standing in front of it? That's pretty amazing as well.
4: That one's cool. It
5: makes sort of evil noises and says things like, you don't deserve this. And and then when you hug the child, it changes to like nice sounds and positive affirmations. Ooh. Like, you are loved and things like that. It's really sweet.
4: <laughs> I didn't know that. I came there and it was completely broken down but I still thought the design looked cool the tires made the legs look so evil bro
5: yeah in the eyes there's like faces in the eyes the red, yeah. really cool
4: so what do you think is the most fun you've had at a camp at Burning Man
5: uh <laughs> these are hard questions
4: i give you some easier
5: questions <laughs> no they're good questions The most fun at a camp. I just really like sitting around chatting and meeting new people. So that's fun. Yesterday we went to a wedding of people we didn't know. There was nice food and homemade lemoncello. I'm sure I've had more fun than that, but I can't think of an answer right now. All
4: right, I'll give you an easier question. Okay. What do you think is the hardest part of living here?
5: Oh, this week it's so hot. I'm struggling with that. Oh, the heat. Yes. I'm struggling this week So I'm in a tent and so I can't sleep in the daytime. And I like to go out at night and then sleep in the day normally, but that's been hard this week.
4: Mm. What do you think is the nicest thing that someone has done for you here?
5: There's are pretty nice people. It's hard to pick one thing. People are always so helpful and kind and generous. Making dinner, being thoughtful, making sure that you're okay. I think the nicest thing is just when somebody checks in and asks if you're okay. All right.
4: <laughs> I think all of all these questions on the spot. It's kinda
5: of
4: hard. <laughs> you're doing great. What's your player name and where did it come from?
5: I don't have a plier name. My real name is Tamsin. There's no other Tamsins, so that helps. Yeah. There's very few in the world. Also, thankfully, touch wood, I've never done anything stupid enough to earn a plier name. <laughs> I'm sure you're aware that a lot of the names come from when somebody has a horrible accident or does something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fine with not having one. <laughs> and what's yours?
4: I'm Lefty, and I refuse to tell anyone why my name is Lefty.
5: Okay.
4: Have you ever had a hard time sleeping because of rave camps?
5: Yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) should have asked a more open-ended question.
5: This week in the tent out here, I'm having a hard time sleeping in the mornings. Not because of rave camp, but because of family camp chatting.
4: (laughs) Dude, rave camps, people like that sometimes... Music vibrates their chest, but I don't like that. It makes me feel like I have something wrong with me.
5: Huh. I love that feeling when you can feel the bass inside your body, but... It feels so weird. Yeah, I can understand why it might feel weird. Do you prefer family chatty camp to rave camps? Yeah. I find it easier to sleep through music because it becomes sort of like white noise and just that repetitiveness is easier to zone out if there's a conversation it's harder to sleep through that
4: have you ever met someone famous in any way here
5: i know that there are famous people at burning man but i haven't met any of them your dad's pretty famous isn't he
2: yeah he's
5: famous at burning man and now you know with his book and he's sort of famous people all over the world are reading his book and listening to his words it's fairly niche i suppose do you think that somebody who's not interested in or never been to Burning Man would be interested in reading it.
4: I've read the first chapter, and so far it's pretty interesting. Even for someone who's never been to Burning Man, it would describe what Burning Man is like to them pretty well. Mm -hmm. And there's also a whole bunch of other stories that aren't connected to Burning Man. I only remember one story about this crazy rooster. There's illustrations too, but some... Really talented artist. Yeah. The crazy chicken was so good.
5: (laughs) Yeah, that's some good stories. And he sure can tell them.
4: Yeah. We were taking the golden spike spot and we were doing some ritual around it. It was like this thing that I got invited to. There was just this dragonfly that flew in. And I was like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. Because it's so dry. I don't know how it would survive. I don't know why it would go
5: there. I guess they come from over by Frog Pond, but there's a lot of water around here, but why it would fly into the middle of the desert, I don't know.
4: So, moving back to Burning Man, uh, <laughs> what do you think was the coolest art car you've ever seen?
5: I really like the El Pulpo Mechanical, which is now called the El Pulpo Magnifico. They've improved it. That's my favorite one. Isn't that the octopus one? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. pulpo is Spanish for octopus. I saw it
4: in the distance, but I was so tired. I just wanted to go home, so I just (laughs) went right past it.
5: It's all new this year. They sold the old one, and they made a new one all out of stainless steel. I think the other one was more rusty. But that's my favourite. The Why Not Saloon, of course, is amazing this year.
4: So if you could get any... Art piece you've seen here added to like your front yard which one do you think it would be
5: probably the space whale that one's over at um in reno, reno yeah right? yeah yeah i saw and...
4: that one it was so cool dude
5: yes beautiful i'm really glad it got permanently placed somewhere and then i love robots and i wasn't able to come here for the irobot year but Mm. I'm sure there was a lot of art there that I would have loved to have had, but I didn't get to see it <laughs> I remember four years ago.
4: They were like, all right, let's do the iRobot year this year. And I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. It was when the Get Stick Bugged meme was popular. So
5: okay, I don't know that one.
4: It's a meme, so uh yeah, not a lot of people would get it here because they're not young
5: (laughs) oh I see I'm too old yes (laughs) too old to get it
4: who do you think was the best dressed person you've ever seen here
5: (sighs) that's a toughie as well because there's some pretty well dressed people isn't there Yeah. Stephen Rasper always dresses really well there's one clown girl who always just incredible clown makeup and always beautiful outfits. I don't know her name, but I've seen her here every single year I've been here. Mm. She doesn't speak. She has a little squeaky thing in her mouth and she just squeaks all the time.
4: <laughs> I actually saw this dude at the man base and he had this clown nose on and he had the squeaky thing in his mouth. and He would just squeak. And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> it is funny, we got to end it off on a waiting note. So,
5: do you have any hobbies? I do. I'm a ceramic artist. Ceramic? I make ceramic robots. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My degree is in ceramics. I used to work on the potter's wheel and make cups and bowls and things like that. And then make molds from plastic toys like rubber ducks or Barbie dolls and use those as the handles. And I now roll out flat... Slabs of clay and and cut it, doing mitered joints with the clay, and I then join together and to make robots. All right, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's nice. Okay, that's right All right, so I guess that's it. Thank you. You're welcome. That was fun. Yeah, it was. See you out there.
3: Okay, we are now on air. My name is Colby and I am interviewing Abby. So what's your ply name if you have one?
6: My ply name is Stabby.
3: That's a good ply name. How did you get it?
6: During the DPW talent show, the easiest talent to uh show is rewriting the lyrics to a song. So I rewrote the lyrics to feeling groovy and I made it feeling stabby. Cool.
3: How long have you been going
6: to Burning Man? This is my 18th burn.
3: What brings you back every year?
6: Mostly to see people that I don't get to see anywhere except for here. That makes sense.
3: What was your first experience with Burning Man?
6: Well, the first experience with Burning Man was even before I got to playa, because the first year I was coming out in 2002, I figured the best way to have a good time out here was to get involved and volunteer. I mean, Burning Man was great, but working for Burning Man was even better. So I volunteered for the Black Rock Gazette, which was the city's newspaper. I went to their Playa entry edition event in the East Bay and helped them put together the, the edition of the paper that they hand you when you come in the gates. So I was already involved with Burning Man even before I came to the desert.
3: I didn't know Burning Man had a newspaper. Yeah. What was the craziest man burn you ever seen?
6: The flying saucer was the craziest because I feel like that was the most wood. And it looked really cool. Just the shape of it was cool. I know that Lou Zalmeyer from Jub was the one who designed it and helped build it because he was on the man-based crew as he was again this year. But they've all been pretty epic.
3: What is your favorite
6: man base? There was a year that it was like a maze, this double-decker funhouse kind of thing where there were revolving doors and you could get lost pretty easily and separated from your people and everyone was calling out to their friends. It was the most interactive man base, I thought. And plus, I love a funhouse. I love carnivals.
3: Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite part about working for Burning Man?
6: Well, it's fun to be sort of backstage and know what's going on and know the inner workings, and it's also badass to be able to say, hey, I work for Burning Man. DPW. DPW. Yeah, it makes you seem um, rugged, I guess.
3: Yeah. What's your favorite piece of art this year?
6: I really enjoyed that one particular tree, in the Paradisium that had the little dioramas with, it was an apothecary, and I loved all those little things, and I liked the scary monster with the kid that I had to hug. Everyone was taking pictures of me hugging the kid, and they thought that was goofy.
3: My favorite piece of art this year is the raven thing made raven out of thing? garbage.
1: Is
6: that the one that's made out of the spoons and stuff?
3: Yeah, and it's tails made out of saw and razor blades. There's also like a random fence gate thing, and a rusty, dusty old sign that says Slow Kids because like a school
6: zone. Uh, What do you think is your favorite piece of art ever? I really liked this piece of art. It was way in deep playa, and it just looked like white walls from the outside. When you went in, the way they'd situated the walls really kept the dust and everything out, and the inside was all... Cushions covered with white fake fur and then strung above your head were all these. I think they were just pieces of fabric. I don't even remember what they were, but they rustled like leaves. So just laying underneath there, you got just enough of a breeze and all this lovely rustling noise. And they were kind of hanging brushed up against you when you laid down on the cushions. It was pretty magical.
3: That sounds relaxing.
6: It was very relaxing, yes. My
3: favorite piece of art ever it could be the folly. I liked seeing it burn too. It was cool. Or it could be the Baba Yaga house. Oh,
6: I loved the Baba Yaga house. And I loved the carrot. That was, I think, my first year that the Sun Brothers did. It was so simple, just a little glowing carrot with a little white picket fence. It's hard to say which one's the best because some are to admire and some are to climb and some are to, you know, go inside of and have an experience. So they're all kind of different.
3: Yeah, I like the Baba Yaga house because the legs. And inside, there were like pies with the human faces and skin.
6: Last, last year, I keep saying 2019 was last year because it was last Burning Man. I scrambled up those crazy rocks, <laughs> those climbing rocks. And then I couldn't get down I had a meltdown on the top. Up rock and your your dad said, am I going to have to get a heister to get you down from there? Some rock climber dude came up and helped me down.
3: I also always really like the piece of art outside of first camp, especially the galloping horse, oh, of the pegasus from uh, 2019 and the space wheel, which is now at the skate park in Reno across the river from the Reno Burning Man office.
6: Yeah, I loved the Pegasus, too. It, it not only looked good, but it made nice sounds. It sort of clanked. It sounded very old school. Not all slick and tech. It sounded
3: antique. I think the space whale made whale noises, too.
6: Oh, I was the year I wasn't here, so I
3: missed the space whale.
6: It looked beautiful, though. Mm-hmm.
3: What's your favorite part about Burning Man in general?
6: You know, I've been asking myself that this year because I feel like I've forgotten how to Burning Man and it's been difficult. So I'm trying to think what actually is my favorite part. I think the random awesome things that happened like just this morning when Krista was practically crying because she was in so much pain on her shoulder. And I said, we should get you over to my friend. Suzanne, who's a massage therapist, she specializes in all these special kind of massages, and I'm not kidding you, two minutes later she rode up on her bicycle. That kind of stuff. That Burning Man magic. Well,
3: my favorite part about Burning Man is the random cool and fun stuff that goes on in camps around, like the cinema that was playing movies for five days this year. They were interesting movies. Also, this year there was a trampoline thing.
6: (laughs) Uh, Those are pretty deluxe,
3: <laughs> deluxe trampolines. Yeah, I was doing flips and stuff. Yeah. I would jump to the diagonal wall trampoline and put my hands there, and then put my feet where my hands were, and then spin around and land back down. I called it the frog spin, because <laughs> it looked like a frog.
6: The trampolines looked super fun. They looked like was it was an advanced trampolining to have the ones on that angle. Yeah.
3: I also really like, about Burning Man, the cool, trippy, and creative art that goes out every year, and it's different every year. Like um, Meow Wolf, some of it is like Meow Wolf. Like uh, the forest tree thing this year, there were like two rooms that were especially like Meow Wolf.
6: I feel like Meow Wolf was somewhat inspired by Burning Man, don't you think? I've never been to any of them, but I've seen pictures, and they all seem very Burning Man-esque. Yeah. I feel like right now it's very trendy, for things to call themselves immersive or experiential, and that what everyone's trying to do is capture that sort of magic, like I was just talking about, that, you know, we aren't just consuming entertainment, you're part of the entertainment. I think that's what makes Burning Man super special, is that even if all you're doing is sitting in your camp and someone bumbles in and they sit down and you have this great conversation, it's all around you. It's not like going to the mall and buying something yeah
3: only one or two pieces of art i've seen this year were not interactable like there's one a little bit towards 12 o'clock from first camp and it's a 3d hexagon kind of yeah. 20-sided die
6: looking thing oh that looked interactive people are spinning it
3: it had a sign on it that said enjoy with your eyes not your hands and it uh, had designs of, like, animals on each side, and it was oh, okay, hanging from strings.
6: A guy I know, or knew, years ago, he was like a mathematician, and he made this crazy spinny thing. And it was so complicated, he tried to explain it to us. And the geometry, it was all super complicated, but it was very fun to spin. <laughs> Even if you didn't understand how it all worked, it was a fun toy.
3: Yeah. Also next to the promenade where a bunch of art and it's like a room with a world map oh light. i liked that one too yeah with the questions about covid and it's like a tribute to all the people that died
6: oh you guys had a totally different experience of that than i did when i went in there the questions were about global warming and oh yeah it was interesting that they you know that maybe the whole thing was about how human beings interact with the planet and how well or how poorly we're doing stewarding it.
3: Why I brought up Meow Wolf earlier is because a quarter of it is a big forest area full of trees and pathways above, like a bridge and treehouse areas.
6: Built trees, right?
3: Yeah. And you can go inside them, little staircases going up. And that's exactly what the trees, forest art piece
4: here here is like.
3: Because it has bridges and you can go inside the trees with little rooms and staircases up. I feel like trees are a
6: recurring theme out here. People like to see, even if it doesn't look like a real tree, the idea of something growing out here is appealing for some reason. Nothing grows out here. No, nothing grows here. Well, under the scribble on the edges, there's sagebrush and whatnot. Have you ever seen any footage of the Banksy thing that he did? Dismaland? No, I'd never seen that. Oh, you gotta check that out. And it's sort of like the darker version, and there's the same sort of thing, like interactive things, and you like that. Mm. In New York, they had a big Banksy exhibit, and they had footage of that, and I'd never seen it. It was interesting. Mm. Also, all artists doing weird installations. And they were doing it was sort of like the anti Disneyland. Well,
3: a lot of. Burning Man stuff that's, like, trippy, interactive art. I don't remember that many man bases, actually.
6: They had one that was like a pyramid, and they had little niches around the bottom where you could sit and be a deity or do whatever you wanted. I sat for a while and made believe I was a deity. That was cool. The reaction of people was very interesting. Everyone brought their own baggage to... You sitting, when I was sitting there, there. Some people would come and pray to me. Some people would come and treat me like I was a shrink. Some people just came and took pictures. So everyone had their own response to that. That was kind of interactive.
3: That's cool. Definitely not a cult.
6: <laughs> not a cult. <laughs> What's your
3: favorite art car?
6: I remember my first year, I really loved the little cupcakes. I thought they were just so magical. And Sea of Dreams was the theme that year, and there was a chariot that was being pulled by these really beautiful seahorses. That year was good because it, the aquatic theme just looked good out here. I liked the whale. I like how all the ships look out here. I don't really have a favorite. I like the rocket car and the velari. Those are good ones. <laughs> yeah. They're accessible. <laughs>
3: I really like the big ones that are like a party thing.
6: The problem with those is that it looks super fun when you're not on them. Then you get on them and, either the music's too loud or you have to go to the bathroom and you want to get off and they're not stopping, so you're kind of trapped. So I think they're more appealing from the ground. I went on the LED Zeppelin this year because my friends made that. They brought that out from New York, and that was pretty cool. They did some crazy advanced math and geometry to make the programming of the tubes that crisscrossed work so it would flash the right way. Yeah, they're scientists, so they made that work pretty well. I think it's all good. I know how hard it is just firsthand trying to keep our vehicles running, how difficult it must be to make it, service it, store it, keep it running, keep gas in the tank, make sure that people are safe, make sure you've got someone to drive it, it's just well, sort of like everything else, a lot of work, a lot of effort. So I appreciate anyone who brings out an art car or art or a camp. It's a lot of work.
3: I was wondering earlier like how hard it is to store those things. Like, Where, the heck where do they where, where, put
1: them? Where
3: <laughs> do they put those? And how do they drive it on the highway if it's that big? What if people think, that, like, if they're not going to Burning Man, like a giant dinosaur? Going <laughs> <the street. laughs>
6: well, we've been in, in the New York Times so many times that now people see the giant dinosaur and think, Oh, there goes a Burning Man car. Yeah. Or a 747 or whatever.
3: For the first time, I saw the Mayan Warrior. Oh! That one's crazy, right? Yeah, I saw its lasers, and it
6: was like the whole sky. It's totally intense.
3: When you hear the words art car, what's the first art car that comes to mind?
6: The Contessa, probably. There's so much Burning Man lore associated with the Contessa. so.
3: For me, it's the Narwhal.
6: Ah, that the one's Narwhal.
3: A Narwhal's here. I saw it parked when we were driving, It was like, hey, there's the narwhal.
6: There's the narwhal. It used to live on the ranch, and it fell into a total state of disrepair, and Meg's rescued it, probably yeah, with lots time, of help.
3: <laughs> the last time I saw the narwhal was like five years ago when I was in fourth grade. I was like
6: nine or something. <laughs> I was like, You've been coming out here a long time.
3: Yeah. You're jaded. <laughs> it's my 16th year. 14th year because the pandemic messed things up. Yep. But now I have the same amount of Burning Mans that correlate to my age 14 years, 14 Burning Mans. Oh, that's cool. So I've been with Burning Man for 16 years.
6: In utero, even. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Since 2007. (laughs) I uh, think that's all I have to say. All right. Do you have any more to say? Nope, I think I'm good. Well, that wraps up this interview. So, bye.
4: I'm Atticus Perez-Waters. This is Melissa Waters, and she's my mom, and I'm interviewing her. So let's go. How many years have you been to Burning Man?
7: I have been working for Burning Man for 22 years, and this year was my 20th burn.
4: Nice. What brings you back every year? What's inspiring you?
7: Well, I really like spending time in the desert. I like being there with my friends. I like working with my friends. And I like taking my kids there and letting them experience that, too.
4: Yeah. What's your favorite part about working in DPW?
7: Uh, I like getting to be there from the beginning, seeing it go from just being Playa and then seeing it go all the way back to just being Playa. I really like the desert in the area and the town of Gerlach. And we've been there for so long. We have a lot of friends there now in the community and a lot of friends within DPW. And so it's just a really special time to be there all together as members of DPW, you're eating together and working together and hanging out together and sharing living arrangements. So it's a really bonding time where you spend all your time with someone like that, working towards the same project. It's a pretty cool experience.
4: Mm -hmm. What's your favorite part about Burning Man in general?
7: The event itself. I like the art. And I also like when things just happen you call it playa magic. You need something or something is just so, it seems like it was meant to be. We had that experience this year when we were getting the apothecary cart ready and um, we didn't have what we needed. It wasn't ready for the decorations and for the products to be put in there. We looked across the street and there was a little theme camp called Ray's Fix-It Shop. And Ray's Fix-It Shop Every time we walked across the street, had exactly what we needed, from hinges that matched our cart perfectly, to hammers, to finishing nails, to string, and lights, and tape, and everything. They just had everything, and it really felt like a little bit of of magic, that right across the street from where we were, there just happened to be everything that we needed. I really like it when stuff like that happens.
4: Nice. How do you feel about having a family at Burning Man?
7: It makes it even better. I have really enjoyed seeing Burning Man through yours and Colby's eyes and visiting art pieces and theme camps on Playa where we explore them in a different way because we're exploring them as a child. Also, it slows us down instead of being in this mad dash to see everything and do everything at events every year we stop to take care of ourselves more because we're stopping to take care of you. And then what happens in those moments is that we're in camp and people know where to find us. And so then we have this opportunity to get together with friends and make that a part of our event instead of just racing around, trying to see all the art, not miss any of the fun parties and stuff like that.
4: Right. What do you think is the most difficult part about having a family of building men?
7: Just trying to keep you guys safe and keep you healthy was challenging. I'm concerned about your exposure to the heat and the dust. And so making sure that you had a safe space or that we didn't get caught out in the heat or we didn't get caught out in dust storms, especially when you were little and wouldn't be able to wear masks. That was a challenge. Which we figured out year after year. You've been there since before you were born. Every year it was a different challenge. Now that you're teenagers, the challenge is to allow you to have independence, but also to be safe and responsible at the same time. Enjoy the event in your own ways now, not just through our lens.
4: Mm -hmm. What do you think was your favorite art piece of 2022?
7: My favorite art piece was Paradisium. I like the concept of trees. I like that they are trying to use more sustainable practices. I like that they were not burning it, that they made it stackable so that they could transport it using less trucks and less fuel. I like that they made their art piece into a stage for other artists to put their work inside the trees. One of the favorite nights that we had was there also when the front porch and the snail and the Why Not Saloon pulled up and they had a big concert. And I think the March 4th Marching Band was there at one point. And then there was a jazz band that played. It was really good music and just a really surreal setting. Everything looked so beautiful together. And also it was kind of like a reunion for all of our friends.
4: Good answer. (laughs) What was your favorite man base? Like ever.
7: You know, I just took a sticker from The Office that had all of the man bases on it up until 2019. Because I can never remember which was which. If I had a favorite, it would either be The Lighthouse, which was 2002 for Floating World, which was such an impactful theme that I feel like it still influences of Mutant Vehicles today. There are lots of boats and ships still. And I also really liked, it was a cargo call year, and that was the UFO. And I think that was the biggest man base ever, and the biggest burn for burn night ever.
4: I like that one too. And everyone thinks that that's their favorite one. The UFO? hmm
7: It might have been 2013, which you would have been five. It would have been five. So it would be hard to remember.
4: Yeah. I can honestly barely remember anything from when I was five. What do you think was your favorite art car?
7: Well, I would have to say the Why Not Saloon. It was really beautiful. Um, I don't want to be biased or anything, but that was kind of our theme this
4: year. It was the Wild
7: West. The Why Not Saloon? The Why Not Saloon was that big saloon art car.
4: It had like an entire cow skull and a piano.
7: Yeah, had a piano and a little wood-burning stove and velvet wallpaper and furniture made out of antlers. It was very thoughtful and very detailed and very well made. I liked how they could just take the signs and the little trim off and then the walls shrunk in so that you could drive it on the highway. That's pretty cool. What was your favorite?
4: My favorite art There are so many. I think the biggest is Narwhal.
7: That is a favorite and has a historical place for you guys because you've played on it all these
4: years. I don't usually pay attention to New cars.
7: Yeah, it's funny when you've been there for so long. Sometimes it just seems like part of the scenery. You take it for granted a little bit, don't you?
8: Mm,
4: I kind of like Pac-Man Ghost this year. That one was kind of cool.
7: I think that there's a Pac-Man and multiple ghosts, and they all go together. Uh Uh-oh. Did you see the Space Invaders drone show?
4: Yes, I did. We looked at the sky, and we just saw like a giant countdown, and we were so confused Uh because we didn't know what it meant. Then this game of Space Raiders started playing, and we're like, is someone playing that?
7: There were two drone camps. That's where we had drone shows every night. Did you see the... Big drone eyeball on Burn Night? No. That was the, my favorite one of those. It was creepy but it seemed complicated because they were making the eyeball it was the eye and it looked really realistic and it was blinking and just looking at us in like this really creepy way I'm sure tons of people freaked out.
4: <laughs> Damn, that sounds really weird. The uh, final question, what's your favorite piece of art ever? Hmm. You could just say space whales if you don't want to think too much.
7: Oh, yeah, maybe the flaming Pegasus. That was the keyhole piece the year after the space whale. The space whale is pretty great. The one this year, too, that I really liked, but I didn't get to go see, it was the one that had all the stained glass of art pieces from previous years. There were 25 posts, and each post had four sides. So I guess that's 100 different art projects. It was like an homage to previous years. And there was one with the Thunderdome from when someone pranked the Thunderdome and put the Hot Topic sign on the top. There was Big Rig Jig. There was all kinds of different things from previous years, and I thought that that was pretty cool. But, yeah, all-time favorite, Space Whale or the Pegasus?
4: Space Whale's pretty popular.
7: Well, the nice part about Space Whale was camping next to it, and it had... The whale sounds, and it really was very peaceful there that Ooh. year.
4: I liked the big-ass uh, monster, the big monster with, like, the weird eyes.
7: Face the fear beast with the face. It had, like, eight eyes or six eyes, but they were all faces with the little kid.
4: Yeah. When you saw it, did it work? No, it wasn't working. But oh. I heard that it would, like, yell bad things at you, and then it was you would super hug the mean. kid, and then it would say nice things to you. you if know- it was working, then that would be my favorite art piece.
7: Well, that's at the 360 now, so maybe we have another chance to see it working.
4: I don't know what the 360
7: is. That's that Burning Man property right outside of Gerlach.
4: Oh. I would yeah. like to see it work.
7: You know what else is going to the 360? Hmm? Some of the trees from Paradisium. Right. Nice. And more of them are going to Fly Ranch.
4: All right. Good thing they didn't burn it because they can transport them to other places now. Yeah. So that's the end of all of the interviews.
7: Well, you did a good job. Thanks for being part of the project.
4: You're welcome. Alright. S- see you later.
7: See you later. Bye. Bye.
2: This is b-m-i-r burning man
9: radio
1: if
9: you're out there uh, drop by the studio
8: gifting one of the fun things we do out here and we've already gifted our very first black rock citizen do you want to talk on the radio <laughs> it's okay it's okay mom do you want to talk on the radio uh, yeah, so I'm here with Cody. He is the first swag recipient from Alpha Pussy's beautiful piece of art. <laughs> it's a lot of time, it's a lot of love, and it's a labor of love. So she made this amazing pendant. Uh, I'm Prosperity. I host the Love Bird in Miami uh, since 2014. We appreciate art. Absolutely beautiful. So thank, thank you. Thank you for sharing it with Cody. And Thank you for inviting us to witness BMIR radio and the kids. I don't know if other kids from Kidsville will be coming, but um, it was awesome, and thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank there you for you coming, Cody. Thank
9: you for sharing on the radio.
6: Voice of Black Rock City. Waking
0: dreams.
9: We're back in the studio. With us is Ezra and Reed. Reed. So you're from Kittsville? Yep. How do you like it?
0: Well, Kittsville and um, um Kitsville is has a bunch of cool stuff next to it. I uh, have been able to bike to the... I'm sorry, I can't talk. There is a giant... Okay, I'm sorry.
8: Is it a trampoline? Yes, thank you. Is it a big bouncy house? Yes, I lost
0: my voice there for a minute. You're
8: fine, you'll find it here.
0: I haven't explored Kidsville too much, but it's my first year I can probably going to be remembering. I have...
8: I think you've enjoyed being near a lot of other kids and having a lot of other built-in playmates. Certainly, yep. there's lots of activities geared for children there, and it's, we feel a little bit safer knowing that there's lots of parents nearby.
0: Yeah, our next-door neighbors—they set up a lemonade stand. Before they even opened, there was a huge line. And the third day, I borrowed a megaphone and I was just like lemonade with some of the other kids there.
8: Busking lemonade at Kidsville. Yeah. That's that's pretty awesome. awesome. Open
0: four to six every day till Sunday.
8: You got a radio voice. What are you talking about? Yeah, for sure. You got a voice So you said this is gonna be your
9: first Burning Man you're gonna remember. You've been out here more
0: than once. I came when I was eight months old.
9: Oh that's yeah, that's probably a period you don't remember at all.
0: Yeah.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Your parents brought you, and they're like, oh, oh, this
8: should be fun. So I guess so far, this is definitely your favorite Burning Man here?
0: Yeah, this is only my second. Oh,
8: got you. I had the opportunity to actually give pendants to two unborn burners earlier in the week. There was a woman that was up front of our studio. She was eight months pregnant. And I, you know, got up to the belly, and I spoke to her unborn child and gave her unborn, unborn child their first apply a gift so that was wow. really cool
9: talking about gifting and pendant since you're in the studio and you actually answered our call coming out here
8: i have a pendant oh, for thank you. you wow there you go because we can so i have one for you too oh thank you so much yeah it's beautiful
9: yeah thanks for sharing cool. and i hope you enjoy the rest of your burn as much as we're gonna do
8: thank you you too okay bye bye that's awesome
9: and we're back more participants in the studio Molly and Teapot. Teapot so nice to have you in the studio Molly my dear friend I know her for
1: Many
8: years Many now. years.
9: Many years of Alpha Pussy. He was also a friend of Molly's. So yes,
8: we're, we're here with Molly of there. Burning Man. That's her title, Molly of Burning Man, and her grandson Teapot. Yep. And he wanted to talk on the radio.
1: What, what do you want to tell us about, Teapot?
0: I'll tell you guys about Keep the Alright, so a friend of my grandma's died. Uh, so I we went to the Death Temple, and we put up a poster to honor him. And some friends of mine had been to honor their cat named Pippin, who goes to lives in their house, and is very friendly. I've been to San Diego, and I really like the zoo there. And I. I also saw a Mexican restaurant off the road from the scariest haunted house ever. Well, spoiler alert, it has only one ghost.
8: <laughs> oh, it sounds like you've been to Burning Man.
1: How many times have you been to Burning Man, do you know?
0: I don't know, but I know I've been here uh, on all the years that it's, that it's opened since I was since 2015.
1: Yep. He came in his mom's belly. And we had a big uh, baby shower for her on Playa. And then he was born almost immediately after the event. Oh, my goodness. So what do you like doing out here at Burning Man?
0: Hanging out of my LC and drawing on my whiteboard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's an awesome thing to do out here. What are you going to do tonight? Do you remember?
0: See the art and see the man with its neon on.
1: That's a good one. He's going out after dark tonight.
8: Ah, do you go out on a golf cart? Or a
9: bike.
0: Uh, Or a bike. Yep. A golf cart. Yeah, that's
8: definitely much safer. Definitely. (laughs) So do you
0: have any advice for kids at Burning Man? So, one, don't be a dragon. Be an angel. Oh, Oh.
9: that's so nice.
0: Uh, I've been much of a dragon lately. (laughs)
9: That's a great advice. I love that.
0: Two, please oh. respect the art. Nice. Three, face the fear beast. <laughs>
3: oh,
9: my goodness. Oh, that's solid advice there. I couldn't have said Four. it better myself. Yeah. Or Yes.
0: Don't mess with the art if it's under construction. <laughs> good. you oh, know. And five, don't tease the art. Don't tease the art? Yeah, like, don't make fun of it. Uh, don't, oh, okay.
8: okay. Uh, yeah, don't harsh the mellow out here. Be kind to the art, art and the artist. own point of
1: view. Yep. And exactly. sometimes we don't
0: understand it,
1: but there's no point to making fun of it.
9: No. Yeah. Because people put a lot of effort in it, put a lot of love in it, for the art to happen. It's beautiful. But thank you for
8: your advice. Thank you, Teapot. Thank you, Teapot.
1: You're welcome. You got any last
0: words for us? Um, Yeah. Please be careful. And while you're walking on the ramp that leads to the arch where the man is on because there is no walls.
8: Yeah, that's a dangerous one. That's, that's a, good
1: advice. Yeah. That's a
8: solid advice. From yeah. the mouth of babes.
1: He's a bit of a veteran. Yeah, <laughs> This would yep. really be his sixth burn. Wow. So
8: here I have a pendant for you. Ooh. What do you say? Thank, thank you. You're welcome, Teapot. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Teapot. Goodbye. Thank you, Teapot. Have an awesome burn. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
3: Okay, that is the podcast. <laughs>
0: Bye. Burning Man Live comes from the Philosophical Center of Burning Man Project. Some of it is paid with money people give to a nonprofit at donate.burningman.org. Thanks to all of us kids at Burning Man, especially Atticus, Colby, Coda, Ezra, and me, Teapot. Black Rock City is for everybody. Thanks to the adults too: Grammy, DJ Toyle, producers Kay, Bot and Andy, and Vav, and thanks to super producer Stuart Mangrum, and my other mom Lulu says, thanks Larry,